And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Martin O'Halloran, the PRO of the Mead County Board. And of course, I'm the host for this podcast. It's Mickey Brennan here, a Simonstown man, lived in Cavan for a few years as well at the time, but um, a a Mead man true and true. Uh, On this week's show, we're going to be reviewing last weekend's results, including... uh, an All-Ireland title for John Davis and the, la- the ladies' camogie team here in uh, Meath. We'll also be looking at upcoming fixtures and how uh, one game maybe has altered a few fixtures in the, in the football and hurling for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll also be uh, looking at the new Meath GAA app that's going to be launched, I think it's tomorrow, Martin, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, it's going to be launched tomorrow. It's just another part of our communications um, an awful lot of work has been done on this by uh, Seamus Kenny, and uh, it will be available on iOS and Android from tomorrow. Uh, there will be a link posted on our Twitter and our Facebook pages, uh, live streaming and up-to-date news on our inter-county uh, teams and club games. So this is exciting. It is and indeed. We're looking and forward to it. We'll, we'll definitely have a look at that um, later on in the show as well and go through it in more depth. Um, we'll also be previewing the upcoming football and hurling uh, taking place in Mead over the next uh, week or so. But first, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go to a few tweets um, in regarding uh, to last week's show. Um, Sean Caffrey of Drumbarra. Some people say he's from Kells. Some people say he's from Drumbarra. He's a mixture of both, I'm sure. Um, well, we'll have to ask him. He'll, I'm sure he'll tweet us in after the show. But uh, he spotted a blooper, Martin. I forgot to tell you this. He, forgot a, he spotted a blooper on last week's show um, where Martin referred to the Junior A final between Mead Hill and Moyla as the Junior B final. And um, I think the Mead Hill people and the Moyla people won't be too happy about that, Martin. They certainly would not, and I certainly have to apologise in advance. But... Uh, don't worry, we can address that this week. Yeah, the, the crafty Sean Caffrey from Drumbarra spotted that one on last week's show. Well done. It was a deliberate blooper, we'll say, and well done for spotting it, Sean. Um, lots of good wishes as well from the listeners um, for our show. Paddy Carney, um, Nigel Maguire um, wanted to know if we were going to be doing any coverage of the junior final. We'll come back to that later on as well. Kieran Flynn, Cormac Brady, um, um, he wanted to know who hosts the show. I told him on Twitter that we had to keep that identity. Um, uh, private um, for, for strictly for, for um, I, I suppose safety reasons but I am Mickey Brennan um, I'm from Simonston born and raised um, moved to Cavan when I was 21 played for Cavan came back played a couple of games for Mead as well and played my football with Simonston Stephen Murray as well Navin O'Matney's man um, he was playing I think in the intermediate uh, hurling final on the weekend and Stephen got to listen to the show last week and said great show Brian Kelly as well Mark po- uh, Power just a, a little uh, nugget there for you Martin he said uh, you're the best PRO in the country um, and it's a great progression for you to go on to Leinster which you've been doing all year anyway um, but uh, great praise from Mark Power Brian Curley uh, great to hear the passion of Seamus and uh, Martin O'Halloran on last week's show about Mead football Dara McNamara listening in from Canada delighted to be able to hear what's happening um, in uh, Mead circles of GAA David Rispin and Alan Tormey also got in contact so you know we have to say thanks a million to the listeners we did have a huge response to the show last week and uh, a lot of good wishes coming in as well Martin yeah that's the way it is and it's very it's positive to hear other people writing good stuff about you you know and really what we want to do is just uh, say what's going on in me GA tell everyone whether in whether they're in Canada or Kells or Ratmaline what's exactly going on in the county so 
it's uh, exciting times ahead. Yeah, and to further afield, Australia, Canada, America, <laughs> um, South Africa, we want to get it out there. It's all about promotion of the game. And just as I mentioned, promoting the game and promoting what's happening in Mead, I want to give a shout out to the two lads from Mead GAA, lad, their podcast as well, John O'Brien and uh, Garod Renix. Two great lads. They've been doing their podcast there over the last year, and hopefully we'll be working in conjunction with them over the coming years um, because the two lads have great passion for Mead football. And, and what these podcasts about are about is about promoting what's happening within the clubs and within the county and you know getting everybody rolling in behind. Absolutely, I know both of those lads well and uh, they're very enthusiastic about what they do and for us any way that we can actually get a message to encourage people, first of all the most important thing about the GEA is that people actually play the game, that is the key for us, if people don't do that then they come out and they support their clubs and then they get involved in administration and all levels, that's the whole ethos they're the spokes on the wheel, so we want to get that message across to people you know, your club is your parish, your club come out and support the games, simple as that Absolutely, and if any clubs out there uh, want anything promoted, um, fundraisers or, um, I, I don't know, charity events that are happening within their club, don't be afraid to get in contact with us. Private message us on Twitter and um, we will get the details off you and promote them as well as we can. I suppose to move on, um, we're going to look at some results from last weekend and maybe how results may have affected upcoming fixtures as well. That's going to be an interesting one. Martin is already smiling at me, so he is. Um, <clears throat> The last Sunday, the 1st of October, the Fresh Cup final saw holders Dunamore Ashbourne defeat Gail Column Kill of Kells on a score of 115 to 9 points. I suppose Dunamore Ashbourne, um, a massive year last year for them, winning the Division 1 league, winning the Fresh Cup, and beating in the, um, in the Keegan Cup final, the senior final. Um, you know, this year didn't go so well for them, um, but they still have silverware at the end of the year, Martin. Yeah, that's they retained the Fesh Cup. That was two in a row for them. Uh, a very good performance. They seem to be coming back to form towards the end of the year. The start of the year, they didn't quite get it going. Um, they have a very strong backroom team. And, you know, they had a very strong intermediate team. So, in a way, it was a surprise that um, Dunhamore Ashbourne didn't get to the knockout stages, particularly looking at the strength of their panel. But going back to last Sunday... Yes, they were the best team of the day. A very, very good performance by Brian Menton, who really is uh, a strong player, strong running player for them at the middle of the field. Tomas McGovern in the half-forward line. But some might say that um, Gail Collinkill had their eyes on a bigger day with the senior football semi-final coming up in the fortnight. This was a great chance for them. It was a great game to have. Uh, to prepare for a senior football um, semi-final. So it wasn't a bad game. I was at it. It was quite an enjoyable game of football, but just... um in the end, Dunhamore Ashbourne were just that little bit stronger. Yeah, I suppose, you know, they, they, they had a couple of injuries this year early on. Um, I know that, uh, I think it was Tormey, was it? That yeah, the, Andrew Tormey. Andrew, yeah, Andrew Tormey that uh, did his uh, cruciate ligament. And also, young Deegan went back yeah, across he the went, border to Dublin. Yeah, he went to Dublin. You know, So, two big losses yeah. to Dunhamore Ashbourne this year. Two huge losses, lads with uh, crucial uh, inter-county experience for both Dublin and Mead, uh, no club could afford to lose them. So, you know, they're, they just didn't quite get going for whatever reason. Uh, early sh- in the championship. Early because, in the championship, Because yeah. t- towards the end of the championship, they were magnificent. And in their last game, it was down to results. They needed to win their game by 30 points, uh, or 28 points. Yeah. And they needed Wolf Tones, I think it was, to lose needed, their yeah, game. Yeah, they needed Summerhill to beat uh, Wolf uh, Tones. Wolf Tones. But, but Dunmore Ashburn won their game by 31 points. Yeah. But the upset was that Wolf Tones bet Summerhill. But now looking back on it, maybe it wasn't an upset. No, the performance of uh, Wolf Tones uh, against uh, Retote in Ashbourne certainly suggested that it wasn't an upset. But a uh, magnificent performance by um, Dunhamore Ashbourne to win any senior football match um, by, that margin. by that margin. And, you know, I have to... They're trying very hard in the league, Bellystown. They really are. They put an awful lot into football. They love their game out there. You know, it hasn't gone right for them this year. They're gone back down now to the intermediate level, and it's not easy to get back up out of there. So I wish them well in the future. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. it, you know, it's it, it's a tough year. Every, every year, someone has to go down, mm. and unfortunately, it was the league Belgium's team this uh, turn this year. Um, then another result from uh, last Sunday, the first of October, the All County Football League Division Two final between Rotot and Screen, and uh, Rotot victorious in this one on the scoreline of one fifteen to Screen's one eight. Screen led early on in that game, but Rotot came back and uh, a, a really good victory for Rotot there. Yeah, a very good victory. Some would say Rotot should never be down in Division 2. They really are a team that should be competing for um, Division 1 honours. Now, last week we were on our podcast, we were type of half-suggested maybe burnout or some of those type of things. Remember, we had that conversation. We did. But it didn't seem like that last Sunday. Eamon Wallace is a classy footballer. Yeah. He had a very good game, won four last Sunday. Brian McMahon, another inter-county footballer. He, uh, he four scored points. four points. Yeah. So th- they're, a quality, uh, they're a quality side. Um, screen... Paddy O'Rourke, very strong footballer. He really is a very good outfield footballer. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was their main footballer this year. Again, we said last week they had lost an awful lot of players uh, through uh, injury or going away, working abroad in New Zealand and other places. You know, that's Paddy Carpenter, great performance last uh, week for them. So, so, but for, I go back to that retort, there probably should be in... Division 1, they know that themselves, they're there now and they're progressing along the right roads. Yeah, they definitely are. Look, uh, Rathoth are definitely a team to watch in the future. Great numbers, I live up in Rathoth, mm. huge numbers up there training, a great club and they're definitely going to be pushing on for Division 1 and senior titles in the next few years. Um, moving on then, two more results from last Sunday um, and uh, just for the Casanova wave on Twitter, um, he's a Waterford man living in Eastmead and he would enjoy hearing any news or updates on Hurling in the county of Mead. Well, we're moving on to the Intermediate Hurling Championship Final played last Saturday um, between Navin O'Mahony's and Nafina. And what a game of Hurling that was served up by these two teams. I think Navin O'Mahony's were four points ahead with 15 minutes to go. But it turned out to be on the day the battle of Barry Slevin and Paddy Skeen. Um, Barry Slevin scored eight points for Nafina, seven of them freeze. Paddy Skeen scored 10 points for Navin O'Mahony's, nine of them freeze. And Two quality hurlers there. Two quality hurlers, of course. Uh, Paddy has been a strong hurler for Navin Matthews for a long time. Barry Slevin had a bad injury a few years ago, comes back from that, quality player, inter-county uh, player. And there's more than one Slevin, there's three or four Slevins on, on that Nafina team. And I have to say, at the end of the day, it was a fair result. It was a fair battle, very competitive. Um, intermediate hurling, you know, a few years ago... Um, Nafina went down and everyone said they'll be back up uh, their manager uh, Pat O'Halloran great record with Kildaki three in a row so everyone said they'll be back up the following year it hasn't happened for them that way so Navin Amani's went down last year and now they're on their way back up this year and uh, there won't be a whole lot between them again this week I just would add one thing to this Uh, I type of feel that Maybe with so many fixtures um, to deal with, maybe we might have been better off, or maybe in the future it might be something we might consider in County Mead that maybe these games would be finished on the day. Um, it's very, very difficult for their dual clubs. It's very, very difficult for those uh, to have to come back out and have a go at it again and they're involved in uh, football at the very highest level. So I just type of think with so many fixtures and the the calendar so chock-a-block we may well have been better off if, uh, if the game was the game finished, was, was finished. and you know, it's just something we have to look at uh, in County Mead it mightn't suit everybody maybe just you know but <laughs> it's funny because I was I, I, I think you preempted what I was going to be coming to there because yeah, did you not because be that, reading your notes because <laughs> that draw that draw and fight <laughs> yeah, between yeah. Navin O'Mahony's and uh, Nafina has uh, uh, adjusted we'll say the fixtures over the next couple of mm. weeks but we'll get to that in a minute anyway mm. uh, the point you were making is a very good point that the game should be maybe it's something that we should look at as games finishing on the day mm. that's something that GAA uh, that, that um, the I suppose Central Council are doing next year in All-Ireland Championship that most games uh, will uh, go to extra time and be finished on the day to try and alleviate these replays and um, I suppose uh, fixture congestion and that would be would that not be rolled out then 
uh, nationwide within counties as well, or is that up to the, each county board? Well, it's up to each county board, of right. course, to have a, to, to fit the schedule of games into the calendar and the window that's available for them. And this is a very, very difficult job. Um, our CCC, Peter O'Halloran, Jimmy Henry, they work very hard to try and get our uh, fixtures going. What now, if there's a national fixtures plan brought out by um, by Central Council yeah, uh, and, but, and but it's something that they're that, talking about? That's grand, that's fine, the national fixtures plan, that's fine, but some counties have uh, knockout competitions. We have five games in our senior right. football championship. So that, that is great in, in theory, but each county we're going to have to look at their own uh, fixtures calendar and see how it fits in. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's uh, again, you know, it's good to be talking about it and whatever. But uh, um, it has end, that that intermediate final did end up in a draw, a cracking game between the two. Um, a shout out there for me, nephew Shane Crosby uh, plays hurling for Matneys and plays football for Matneys. He's a strong player. Um, he's a strong man, of course. He is. He's my nephew. Um, <laughs> it's not from the it's not from the ground he licked that Martin, So it's not. But don't any favoritism on this program, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll find somebody from the Fiend, don't worry and give them no, a mention just to keep everything balanced. Um, and then I suppose uh, to move on to the senior final, the senior hurling championship final played also on the weekend. Um, a wonderful, wonderful result, it has to be said, for, Kildo- uh, for Kiltail, um, winning their fourth um, senior championship in a row. And, uh, and to do it in the style they did, a winning point from uh, Peter Dernan two minutes into injury time. Um, you know, it, it just seemed like a cracking game. Martin Dorn receiving a second yellow card at the end of the third quarter was probably the turning point in the game, was it? Well, yes, you probably could say that. It certainly had an influence. Martin is, an, is a magnificent hurler. Um, he captained Kildaki uh, for three in a row. He's great experience, and he was on uh, Jack Regan, a classy hurler. Mm-hmm. So something was going to happen, and it was a very competitive uh, battle between the two of them all along. And obviously, uh, there was some sort of incident where uh, Marching came out the wrong side of it, and he got a second yellow. Did and you see it? He, no, I'm far too busy uh, <laughs> tweeting the scores. <laughs> I just had my head turned the other way. <laughs> Quite conveniently. Well, no, you. no, that just happened to be the facts. But uh, down to 14 men, uh, that didn't... Kildaki continued um, to play, you know, to their very best. And it was a fantastic performance. They just uh, wouldn't back by them. No, they wouldn't. Uh, Peter Dornan was substituted earlier in the game. Uh, then he was brought back on. But before that, great performances by Kiltail, you know, just they didn't click on the day. It wasn't their best performance all year. But that's what champions do when it comes down to it. Find a way You know, they were in trouble on the 50th minute. You know, great move. Uh, A ball went to Marcus Sullivan, back of the net. Suddenly they're back in the game. You know, uh, Kildonku down the other end and got a score, kept, kept, kept things going for them. But uh, from there on, from about the 53rd or fourth minute, uh, Kiltail just about, uh, they were just marginally the better side. They just were on the day and they well, deserve the, great credit. The smallest of margins at you one know, point. Not too margin. many teams in County Mead win, uh, or anywhere in the country win uh, four in a row. And they deserve uh, the credit for what they do. And I predict that they will go very, very close to winning the Leinster Intermediate Hurling Championship that starts at the end of the month. Well, that'll be um, absolutely yeah. brilliant. So mm. and, and at one stage, Kildaki were six points ahead in that game. Um, as well, so um, you know, it, it, it was it was a remarkable comeback then from from Kildale to win that. Yeah, look, they've they've seen that all before. They had a similar situation last year in the county final um, against Killine. So they know the game is sixty minutes. You have to keep playing to the end, and they're very very good at that. They have a lot of very young players, even still. You know, the young Ryan's and all those lads. Uh, Good performance, full back by Philip Garvey, all the way up along uh, the field. They brought on uh, Killian O'Sullivan, so they had a little bit of depth on, on on the sideline, a little bit of pace as well. So they're they're a good side, and I, I think Kiltail represent what is good about Mead hurling right now. It has been a tremendous couple of years. Um, everything is going in the right direction, and you know we've a new manager coming in. You know, he's brought in a a vast experience of the game from uh, Kilkenny. And Kiltail 
are, are very much part of that. They're providing a lot of players now uh, for, for the county structure. So are Kildocky. And it was absolutely brilliant to see so many young people from uh, Kildocky uh, at the game, young people with hurling sticks, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds shouting for their club, and they're all going to be playing for the club. So the future, based on what we seen uh, last Saturday, is very bright. Just as you mentioned, the six, seven, and eight, and mm. nine-year-olds mm. um, of those clubs, and and uh, how the the hurling is so strong at underage level. Just something from the Mead GA underage, um, the thirteen for thirteen hurling. I don't know if you've seen it, Martin. It's it's a it's a skill uh, uh, practice for a skill skill drill. For, for underage and it's kind of like it's supposed to be 13 for 13 uh, 13 year olds and what it is is you take uh, you, you, you poke the ball over the bar from 10 metres out and then you get 13 different areas you have to shoot from and it's to try and get 13 in a row and it's a great little initiative they've put a video up as well on their Facebook page if you want to have a look at that if anybody's out there is interested that is coaching underage and whatever it's a good little uh, game to play with them and uh, you know, to, to increase their skills and, and, and have them shooting from both angles. I, I, I just, be, not being a hurling man, I looked at it and I just thought, that's a brilliant little idea. It's so simple. It is a great idea. and uh, It's amazing. Uh, Peter Durham scored a sensational point to win the game uh, last week. He's heavily involved in uh, coaching um, with underage uh, structures uh, across the county. Uh, last weekend... Uh, anyone who's in Park Tottenham would, would have seen at half-time in the intermediate final all four teams uh, with, represented in an under-10 exhibition game, goal games. And that really was fantastic to see, the enthusiasm and the skill and, and all that type of thing. Also, last Saturday, North Mead had a hurling promotion um, with clubs who wouldn't necessarily, St Michael's wouldn't necessarily be uh, a traditional area. But, so the things are happening. The coaching and games people are doing their job. You know, hurling yeah, has been brought to, to the. You know, yeah, it needs to be brought to North Mead, mm. really. You know, like you look, I, most of the most of the clubs are in South South East Mead. Um, the hurling clubs. If we could you just, go up around, you go up around Nobber, Castletown, Radkenny, over to St Michael's, as you said, Carlinstown, Kells. Well, okay, then Kells are an exception. Um, uh, Carner Ross, anywhere along that Cav and Monaghan border. Um, they don't yeah. want to use hurlies. <laughs> well, I don't know what the reason for that, but, but the, fir- the first thing we, we need to do is we need to get rid of the word North Mead, we need to get rid of the word South Mead. County Mead is County Mead. We play football, we play hurling, we've top-class handballers or camogie. We're all one county, and we need to do that. And the development of hurling around St. Michael's, uh, terrible loss to um, Kilmaine and Wood earlier in the year, the great Jim Condra, yeah. the Lord of Merchantham. People like that had a vision for hurling in that area. And it may happen. We look forward to it happening. And it certainly won't. The coaching games um, in County Mead, it won't be, they won't lack for initiative to bring um, games to that particular area. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it'll be great to see it rolling out in, in all areas. And the same football down towards the likes of Rapping Line, Kildalki, Kiltail as well. And it's something that I know that you, you talk about yeah, my Nalvi players and Summerhill players and whatever. And but wouldn't it be great to see them Kildalki with Beliver and, yeah. you know, uh, Rapping Line is a small parish, but some players are involved with Nafina uh, with and things like that. So it's games for all, you're right. The games, the Gaelic games should be promoters in every village and parish in the county. And then hurling once- and football. And then once we get them playing hurling and football, maybe we could get them playing handball then as well. Because yeah, well, the, the handball is big as well. It's bigger up towards the place that you don't like to mention, North Mead or whatever, but in, in that well, area that of Kells Mead. you're talking about? It, I, I, I would say Kells. North Mead, it's Kells. <laughs> up Kells around that area, it is, it is quite strong, yeah. and I suppose it's, 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 it's strong in Cavan as well. And anybody listening mm. in who is interested in um, the handball, do look for our um, handball podcast handball po- podcast as well it's the we are handball podcast um, and it's hosted by paul uh, paul fitzpatrick um, uh, a wonderful podcast it's for the whole country it's brilliant and just as we mentioned uh, handball a great tweet as well the other night i'm, I'm, I'm constantly on twitter from evan sheridan i think he's from kells he sent out a tweet on uh, the other night saying anyone in kells want to play handball tonight from nine to nine till ten he sent that out at eight o'clock and at quarter past ten he replied to the tweet himself and saying 
yeah, I thought that, I, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. So, um, you know, anybody up there looking to play handball, Evan Sheridan is mad to play handball up around Kells. Yeah, the Sheridan name is great um, in Kells and uh, both for the Kells club and nationally. You know, but we've had some great handballers in County Mead over the years. Uh, Walter O'Connor won in All-Ireland. We've mm-hmm. had Ian Jensen, you know, and, and obviously the Sheridans are magnificent now. And there are a lot of, of, of others as well. Handball, you know, is very strong in the county as yeah, well. It's a great, it's, yeah. And it's a great sport. It's a great for, sport. Um, it's, it's brilliant. All you need is a ball. You've got mm. the walls there in front of you and it's, and, and it's a really, really... It's, for footballers there, it's actually really good um, for agility. If you're doing nothing during the winter, get into a bit of handball because the agility and the speed and, the, and, and, and your, your reflexes in your hands. Um, I tried it there a couple of years ago. Really, really good game. Anyway, to move on, um, I suppose we'll come back to the hurling in one minute because we do have a result in as well from the Junior D semi final, the football uh, semi-final that I wanted to bring up. Uh, Karen Ross uh, winning that one uh, 3-12 to St. Peter's and Boynes, 1-11. Um, a massive comeback by Karen Ross and the old stalwart Ollie Murphy, um, a hero of mine growing up, one of my heroes from, from many Mead teams, scored 2-3 for Karen Ross in that game the other day. Martin, <laughs> what, what may, I know all you can do is just giggle because the man... He was always known as a, a goal poacher, but he was a phenomenal footballer in his day as well. He's a phenomenal. He still he's day. still a phenomenal <laughs> footballer based on that. And um, I don't quite know what age he is, but uh, uh, that was just fantastic when I seen that. And I seen um, Ollie Murphy recently at uh, the junior football uh, semi final, and his passion and his enthusiasm was very evident that day as well. So you know, Ollie has done it all, all Ireland's every level. You know, so we could keep producing people like Ollie Murphy in this county. We wouldn't have to worry too much about her position in, you know, football you know, because was he's he, just w- a magnificent footballer. D- just to play devil's advocate, was he not produced in Fermanagh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you just have a fierce habit of talking about Ulster. You seem to like <laughs> it. You got, the, you got the bulk up there. They're up there in Cavan, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just yeah. it's like it's like it's like whenever uh, um, I talk about Colin O'Rourke. Um, uh, there's a, a man down in Cavan. I remember one night Colin was at an event with us down in Cavan, and a fellow turned around to him and says he was the greatest footballer that Leitrim ever produced. Um, you know, so um, you know, uh, it, it, I, I don't just. Uh, Segregated to to Ulster. I'm I, I'm I'm for all counties, um, but Mead in particular. Um, we'll move it on anyway. Well done, Tolly Murphy and Karen Ross. They're true to the Junior D final. Um, the I suppose the biggest one of the week, um, and the Casanova wave on Twitter will be delighted this one with this one. The Waterford man, John Davis, and the ladies Camogie team um, winning the intermediate All Ireland final against Cork on a scoreline of ten points to seven in a replay. Um, Probably had their, 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 their back up after the, the initial game when the referee blew the whistle just before the, 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 the Mead girls scored a winning uh, point. But they came back, they went at it again with Cork and they beat Cork by three points. And what can you say about John Davis? Obviously this was down to the girls, obviously. Um, but you know to bring Mead Hurling from, or sorry, Mead Camogie from Junior B to Senior and from Division 4 in the league to Division 1, they're now in the top tier of both competitions. It's, it's huge. It is huge, and uh, really, what can you say about John Davis? Like he has been involved with Hurling uh, for a long, long time. Go back to the 90s when I um, first became PRO of the Hurling Committee. Um, I first met John Davis. And he was very, very professional then, very enthusiastic um, about um, about the game of Ireland. And um, last, what he's done for me, Camogie, you know, really, what can you say? You know, it, it's a phenomenal run that they're on. Backbone by strong clubs. Um, Kilmesson over the years, fantastic. Um, Nafina now uh, getting very strong, you know, and a lot of other. Um, clubs in the county but Camogie's always been there as well but you just haven't got to that particular level you know uh, last Sunday's game fierce excitement stuff all together um, some little bit of controversy the first day maybe a fair result but uh, in reality last week um, they kept the game going they played against a very strong wind in the first half 
Um, Cork had a few chances to add to their scores with freeze. That just didn't happen. Then we'd come out in the second half. It was a battle for the first 15 minutes. The second half, it really was a battle. Um, magnificent performance by Amy Gaffney. Yeah. Some of her skills, yeah. my God, she was just absolutely magnificent. It was just, it was just a delight to see her. You know, and over the years, uh, you have uh, Aoife Maguire. You know, what a contribution she has made to Camogie. Uh, last Sunday, Anya Kyo, Jane Dolan. You know, these are the people who've, who've put absolutely everything um, into Camogie and they're committed for it and the whole lot. And they look forward to the senior ranks next year. Yeah, it's uh, like it's uh, to, to think about it, like, you know, John Davis, he obviously has the Midas touch. And to see, to see the way they celebrated on that pitch after the game it got you really emotional because it just showed you what it meant to John Davis and to these girls I suppose when you look when you look at Jim Gavin after the after Dublin win uh, uh, the, the three in a row only a couple of weeks ago and you know he walks onto the, the pitch you know steel faced um, and then you see John Davis running out and the joy, and that's what sport, and that's what the GA is about. Yeah, well, look, I wouldn't run. Uh, Jim Gavin is probably. Uh, I, he, I, I he just, I'm just pointing out. I'm just you know, pointing out that close to his chest, but I'm yeah. quite sure uh, he's quite Inside emotional he's and uh, he's <laughs> dancing. Yeah, after his achievements, but look, it's best to look to him also. But I have to say, I I was particularly even almost emotional for um, for John Davis. He. And his captain um, were in Park Talton on Saturday and they were interviewed by Frank Dempsey of LMFM on the pitch. And he was a shy man, didn't want to be interviewed, didn't want all that type of things, you know. And he got a marvellous reception and rightly so, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it's, it's very hard to, for people to realise how far they've actually come to not so long ago to be competing in Junior B, as you said. The vision four of the leagues to be at the top level of all that. You know, really, there has to be Sports Stars of the Year awards coming after this, surely. Yeah, he has to, he has to mm. receive some sort mm. of a sports, sports Person of the Year award. And, and at 69 as well, you know, uh, he's not old, but, you know, the majority of, of, of managers these days, um, especially when you look at football, they're in their 40s, they're in their 50s and whatever. But he's seen it all. He's done it all. And, and you know... John Davis, I tell you, he might be 69. He certainly does not look... Doesn't it. look... He looked very, very well. I think that must be something to do with the fact that he, he one of his great passions in life is ballroom dancing. Right. So it's very obvious he keeps himself fit. You know, <laughs> and does that come under the GAA bracket? <laughs> well, it, umbrella? it does. It does. I'm keeping yourself fit, though. <laughs> that's something. That's something to look forward yeah. to on the podcast in the, re- in the upcoming weeks. Is, yeah. is upcoming dances that are available <laughs> throughout the county. But uh, again, we just want to congratulate John Davis and the girls, Amy Gaffney and Jane Dolan, doing the main scoring in that Camogie final. And well done to all involved. At this stage, I just want to say thank you again to the lads in 41, uh, 41 venue on Watergate Street in Navan for letting us host our our podcast here the boys really look after us and uh, you know when you're in Avon don't forget to call into the lads they've got a great reception for everybody coming in and now to move on I suppose to um, a couple more um, uh, things that we have to follow is our fixtures and uh, uh, there's a lot of fixtures to go through I think Martin is just going to check through his um, notes there as well in front of me before we go on but the fixtures have been updated because of that hurling final replay that Martin keeps looking at me and as if to say, Jesus, will you stop mentioning that? Well, anyways, next um, Monday then, 2nd of October, uh, the Junior D semi-final, actually that would have been uh, uh, last night, yeah. sorry, that was last night, that took place last night, and along with Mbalanabraki played in that one, we'll get you the result for that one before uh, we finish this podcast. Then tonight, Tuesday the 3rd of October, the Division 1-2, Division 1-2 playoff between Blackhall Gales and St. 
Saint Column Kills takes place in screen at 8pm again we'll have the result for that one for you next week um, Friday the 6th of October that's this Friday um, the BFL B, B Football League Division 2 final between Rathoth and St. Column Kills takes place in Ashburn at 8pm um, on Saturday the 7th of November now we're getting into the, the big ones the Intermediate Championship semi-final between St. Michael's and Nobber takes place at 2.30 in Park Tolchin and Martin that's a huge one and just before anyone rings in giving out about it it's actually October the 7th of October oh right. what did I say yeah. oh you said November, but oh, that's did okay. I say November? No, we're we're okay the next, Well, it depends on the results this week, does it? <laughs> it could end up on the It is the no, 7th, no. 7th no, no, of October, yes, sorry, yeah. The Intermediate Championship semi-final St. Michael's in Nover, 2.30 next uh, in Park Tolchin. Yeah, that should be. St. Michael's are always a fantastic uh, club, and um, they'll take a lot of beating. They, they're... They've come up and down the ranks over the years and they keep going and they're very fond of uh, their football in St. Michael's. Um, going back to my rap and line days, um, one of the first memories I have of St. Michael's was when they were uh, Carolinstown and they played rap and line. We had a football team at the time in the late 70s and Martin O'Connell as a 15-year-old won his first ever adult medal. Of course, you wouldn't be able to play now as a 15-year-old, no. but uh, Martin O'Connell is Martin O'Connell and uh, an exceptional footballer. And uh, the beast wrapped the line after a replay in that boy. And that was my first uh, memory of Carlos Tan Kilbeg. But St. Michael's are they're a, a, a team with great tradition, great footballers again, as said the O'Connells and uh, people like that, but uh, to have a very classy forward in, in Kieran Lynch, scored seven points the last day, uh, Ray Riley, Shane McDonnell, these are very, very strong players, so, you know, they'll put it up to Nobber, of course Nobber, great experience as well, they were in the senior a few years ago, uh, they know uh, the way forward was um, the Farrells and, and yeah. people like that so they're very strong players so I expect this to be a cracker and a huge crowd in, in Park Talton on Saturday yeah the intermediate always brings uh, huge crowds and I'm just trying to see if I can get that result from, from the match last night in the Junior D semi-final it's not coming up for me so we'll just have to move on um, the other uh, game taking place on Saturday the 7th of October which is next Saturday is the replay between Navinomani's and Nafina. That takes place at 4.15 in Park Touch. That's the Intermediate Hurling Championship final replay between Navinomani's and Nafina. And again, you know, those two teams served up a massive game last week. For Omani's, it's, it's causing headaches, I suppose, for their football manager and for their hurling manager. Um, but this game, taking it at, at face value... Who do you see winning the replay? Well, Don't okay. say it'll be a draw again. But uh, <laughs> the thing about it is, every club in Ireland wants to be, have those fixtures in October. Because if you have those fixtures in October, it means that your club is doing very, very well. And that's, that's the truth right across the board. Uh, this particular game, um, it has type of had a knock-on effect on the Senior Football Championship uh, quarter-final. That's mainly because of we've three uh, three teams in each. Uh, obviously, eight teams will go to the quarter final. You had to have a preliminary quarter final. Um, that was played recently, so you know it's it's difficult. It's very difficult for Navan and It's very difficult for Summerhill. You have to accept their their situation. Uh, people are at college and things like that. But they're both very very good clubs, and. Uh, Tuesday night promises to be a great game. Uh, going back to Saturday, Nafina and O'Mahony's again. That it won't be easy called, but uh, I think O'Mahony's they were marginally the better side. I hope I'm not being unfair to Nafina, but actually they were. I didn't think Nafina played to their full uh, strength. You know. They had lads back that hadn't been playing for a good while, lads with experience, um, David Kirby and things like that. And I think they might come on for, for the game. I actually do. Yeah, they, they, they needed a bit of match yeah, practice in that yeah. game. So would you, do you think that Nafina might uh, pu- uh, pull this one out of the bag on Saturday? 
Again, I'm going to have to sit in the fence as, as I did last week. Luckily for me, that I... Well, I, you sat in the yeah. fence last week yeah. and we got a draw. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. You, so, so if you sit in the fence again, look at the fixtures, congestion you're going to cause. <laughs> well, look, at what happens on the field, you know, uh, happens on the field. And uh, I think this week that Navin and Mahanese will be just slight favourites. I think there will be slight favourites to win the replay this week. Uh, Paddy uh, Skihan uh, loves Hurland, lives for Hurland. Uh, you know, and as you said, Shane Crosby and things like that. But Shane will have his hands full uh, <laughs> with, uh, with Barry Slevin. Yeah. You know, he really will. He'll know he's been in a match, as he did last week. So it's all to play for. I look forward to it. You know, there was plenty of atmosphere in uh, Park Dalton last weekend. So we have a hurling match and a football match. So... Yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see the two of them being played in the one day as well, Absolutely, you know, an intermediate yeah. semi-final yeah. and an intermediate hurling yeah. uh, uh, final. Also, uh, on the Saturday, the 7th of October next, uh, sees the Brendan Davis Cup semi-final between St. Peter's Dunboyne and Kildockey. That's at 2pm in Kilmessen. Can you yeah, fill just, me in on that one? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd like what to is mention the Brendan Davis Brendan Cup? Davis was former chairman of... Um, the hurling committees and the hurling board, as it was known then, a Kildaki man has absolutely gave his whole life uh, to the GEA and particularly to the promotion of hurling. So this competition is very important. Is it Hur- similar to the Fesh Cup? It would be similar to the Fesh Cup, um, but it's an important competition in these two teams, uh, St. Peter's Dunbine and Kildaki. And Kildaki. Kildaki, of course, would want to be winning their own. Uh, the, f- the trophy named after their own yeah, after, yeah of yeah. course and uh, I suppose they've had a, a difficult week losing the county final very very hard to get lads up and motivated again but, but they know and what I'd say they probably the, had a pint or two after the final as well well I don't know anything about that because I, <laughs> I wasn't around you don't uh, advocate uh, that <laughs> just remember folks drink responsibly if you do drink <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly don't thrive <laughs> well, no, that, that'll be a good game look in, in fairness to him, um, St Peter's Dunbine and Kildaki they've been at the top four or five um, in Mead Hurland uh, for a long long time now and it'll be a good game but as I said um, you know Kildaki difficult after last week's uh, result to try and motivate themselves but uh, I hope to do yeah, sometimes a, a result like that can drive you on as well. So uh, best luck to St. Peter's Dunboyne and Kildaki in that one. That's 2pm in Kilmessen next Saturday. Uh, on Sunday, the 8th of October, uh, the second Intermediate Championship semi-final sees Curraha taking, taking on Old Castle. That's 2.15pm in Park Tolchin. And uh, the boys uh, from Curraha, the Haas uh, versus the boys from Old Castle. Um, we spoke about this a little bit last week. You know, Old Castle being favourites for the championship from earlier on mm-hmm. in the year um, but Curaha, you know they've had a wonderful couple of years they've got some really good young footballers coming on as well and uh, this is this, I'd say this is going to be the game of the weekend Yeah you, yeah, it would look like that I think Curaha have done very well over the last couple of years you know uh, they're a very determined club I did have the James McIntyre and all those what a class footballer mm-hmm. James is and they've more than him you know and uh, I think that they will put it up to Old Castle, but Old Castle were very impressive the last day against Trim. Trim would have had a lot of experience, a couple of inter-county footballers, James Toher and people on that side, and they were the better side in the last 15 minutes. They were physically stronger. They're a physically strong outfit, um, Old Castle. Paddy Gilston, what can you say about Paddy? He's seen it at all, all particular levels. Uh, they also have Jason Scully, classy footballer, um, who... You know, we're going to hear a lot more about Jason Scully. He's a classy footballer. Um, we also have, you know, there's Rory McHugh and there's a number of different players. But I don't think Curaha will be too faced by that. I haven't been faced by anybody and they've, you know, they'll... No, they're up for a fight yeah, when they have to. They'll look for a fight, you know, <laughs> so and you know from last year. But, like, they're a good, tough, tough team. Mm. I won't... I know you don't... You, obviously, mm. you don't want to comment <laughs> on that game, that infamous game last year with Curaha. But they are... Tough, tough nuts, you know what I mean? Like, and and, and uh, they're coming up against a tough team in Old Castle, and I, that's why I feel that this could be a cracker. It'll be hard hitting. It'll be fast, uh, um, you know. And and there's plenty of skill um, on show as well. So that's why I think that you're looking at. You've got three great components there to make it a great game. You certainly have. Um, I just think that Old Castle might have a little bit more experience. Yeah. They were in the senior ranks. Uh, that's a huge boost to them. Um, 
Curaha are going forward and they've done very well. They're a fantastic club, a small area, and you know everyone who's associated with the club buys into what they're trying to achieve. And you know they will certainly won't be found wanted next Sunday. No, it is. As you mentioned something there. It is a small area there, Coraha, but they seem to pick up a lot of players from the surrounding areas. Um, you know, like Ratote, Ashburn, um, um, Kilbride. You know, they, they pick up players on the edge. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that... that, that well, I don't know about that. Obviously, <laughs> um, I'm sure Kilbride, Retort and all those clubs want to be able to hold on to their own players. But <laughs> d- despite all that... As you know, much and all as I try, <laughs> I can't get you to bite it all, so I can't. So, well... <laughs> They're all registered players for Curahan. And oh, that's who the they're playing thing. for next as weekend. As long as they're playing, exactly. as long you know? as they're playing, mm. that's the main thing. So it is. So best of luck to Curahan Old Castle in that semi-final. Um, you were going to say something, Martin? Yeah, well, you know the Moriartys and of all of those players, and they have all quality, they've all pedigree in in, in their uh, genes. So they're going places, Curahan. They really are going places. And if, if it's not this year, they'll be back again next year. Yeah, the Haas will definitely be there, so they will. Uh, in the, the intermediate relegation playoff also going to be taking place on October the 8th, next Sunday. This is at 12 noon in Athboy. This will see Beliver taking on St. Ultons. Um, and then in the Junior Championship final, taking place at 4pm in Park Tolchin. That's going to be the, the big game of Sunday. It sees Moila and Mead Hill play. And just to remind you, Martin, it's the Junior A Championship yes, final. Thanks very much the for that. Final. My sincere apologies <laughs> to anybody. But believe me, I know the Junior A I've gone through uh, Mead Hill the amount of flags you know and the passion that Mead Hill will bring to Navan uh, next Sunday will be exceptional Mead Hill, and, uh, Mead Hill played in the um, the curtain raiser to our senior championship match against mm. Dunboyne and Park Tolchin and I arrived in early and the stand was jam packed the outer parts of the stand was jam-packed and there was even people in the terrace. It was the biggest crowd that I've seen in Park Tolchin for uh, a junior club match that wasn't a final. Yeah. It was absolutely massive and, and most of them were from Mead Hill. Yeah, and having said that, uh, I will know Karen Ross had, uh, the had their own and then they had also Ollie Murphy shouting yeah. for them up in the stand. You know what happens <laughs> there. But no, um, Mead Hill, I have to say, I, I was surprised... Um, when um, I'm not a bit surprised actually because we had a county board meeting out there last year and the fantastic facilities um, in Mead Hill and it's, it's also a club going places and uh, but looking at the supporters everyone had that blue jersey everyone had a scarf and I mean everyone you know it wasn't just a few they all arrived in and I think they'll bring a huge crowd I really do yeah, I think there'll be a huge too. crowd you know uh, Davy Cahill very good manager he, he he knows what he's all about. Some fantastic players, you know, uh, Chris York, Jason York, you know. With a word from Myla in this or Myla? Oh, no, there's plenty of word from Myla. Myla are, are an extremely passionate club as well. So these are, this is going to be... Just in the interest of, yeah. interest of balance now, Mark. Yeah, now. exactly, you know. <laughs> I will, you know, Mike Urenix, he knows what he has out there uh, in Myla there. You know, they're, they're uh, a strong team and they've a lot of lads that play as hurling and football and it'll be, it'll be quite tough. So this is going to be quite a physical uh, battle, you know. Yeah, it definitely will be. Um, I think you've something else you want to bring up before I go on to the AFL Division 4 final. Yeah, I just think at this particular stage it would be, be good to remember uh, a gale that passed away uh, during the week. Um, 50 years since we won the All-Ireland in 67. Um, We had uh, the commemoration of that 50-year celebration we had uh, in Trim recently. And uh, a man who was at it that night passed away during the week, a member of that particular panel, the great Jimmy Walsh, great GEA man. And uh, like an awful lot of have been talked about over the last two weeks, it's amazing how many of these people are actually involved in boat codes, hurling and football. Great, great man, um, Jimmy Wiss, uh, Drummery Football Club. He really was a wonderful player, wonderful promoter of the game out there and brilliant uh, man um, in terms of um, hurling as well, where he was involved with Kilmesson. Uh, great hurling clubs over the years so uh, we'd like to extend our sympathy 
to uh, the Walsh family and to the Drumbury Kermeston clubs and Dunshockland where he was heavily involved as well over the years so may he rest in peace yeah absolutely a, a, a true Gale Jimmy yeah. Walsh RIP yeah. uh, just to move on then again Sunday the 8th of October the all County Football League Division 4 final will see Courtown taking on Longwood. That's at 12 noon in Kildalki. Um, and the BFL Division 1 League final will see um, Dunamore Ashburn uh, playing St Peter's Dunboyne. Back to the Hurling. Uh, the Under 21 B Hurling Championship um, will be taking place at 11 a.m. in Dunshockland between. Drumree Blackhall uh, and they will be playing Kilmessen that's Drumree Blackhall or an amalgamation and then in the under 21B Hurling Championship preliminary round uh, also at 11am this game taking place in Dundry that'll see Boards Mill taking on your own <coughs> Ratmaline Martin Yeah two neighbours there of course uh, Boards Mill and Ratmaline both struggling and I neither will you know neither clubs will 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 give out to me for saying that, but while I'm saying they're struggling, uh, they're making the both clubs are doing fantastic work off the field. Uh, obviously, in my own club, um, Colin Brennan, Neve Regan, and all those people who put everything into Ratmaline, um, they're working hard. They're developing. Uh, we have a very good underage structure in Ratmaline. Uh, they were at the failure this year. You know, uh, Damien Griffin. Uh, and a number of lads who were involved there, Damien Griffin, who trainer of Clonard, who played in the semi-finals of the junior championship this year. So they're all going places, sports, mail with TJ Riley and people out there, uh, they're all working hard. So these competitions are important, but it, it won't be easy this time of the year uh, for either of those clubs, uh, you know, to... You know, to progress further along... How along, many teams along is there in that uh, under-21B championship? Um, I think there's about eight or ten clubs Something in it, you know. And then so, well, in the B Championship, obviously, there wouldn't be uh, that amount. You know, you'd have about six in it. But the A is very, very competitive. Very, very competitive. You know, who did you say was playing in the other, in the B? In, in the other, in, in the B uh, 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 Championship, um, the Hurling Championship was Drumree and Blackhall. Drumree, Blackhall amalgamation against yeah. Kilmesson. Yeah, well, Kilmesson, they don't need any introduction to Ireland. Drumree, Blackhall, you know, great passion out there in both of those clubs. Yeah. It really is. They love hurling out there. Yeah, and best, best luck to all best four teams both, yeah. in, involved in the Under-21B Championship uh, next weekend. Now, moving on to a couple of games that have been refixed. I'll just say it one more time, due to that uh, intermediate hurling championship uh, match that went to a draw, Martin is, Martin is growling at me here, he wants me to stop saying that, it's just a point that we will be bringing up in weeks to come, maybe about fixtures and stuff like that. Um, Tuesday the 10th of October sees the championship, the senior championship quarter-final between Summerhill and Navin O'Mahony's taking place at 8pm in Ashburn. I suppose quarter-final of the championship Tuesday night, tenth of October. It's not ideal, but you know they're the 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 cards that they've been dealt, and um, Summerhill and Navan O'Matney's fighting for a place in the semi-final, the uh, senior championship semi-final. Again, we spoke about this last week. This is a game, I suppose, that you know there's going to be no love lost between these two teams, and now Summerhill are going to have the added incentive that because of Navan O'Matney's hurlers, that their game has been switched from a Saturday. Uh, to uh, a Tuesday night so you know I know you mightn't take it like that but some teams would use that as an incentive going into a game well every club and every manager will use every little thing he can to motivate the players yeah. of course he will but from our perspective um, there was a quarter final already played in Dunhamore Ashbourne and there was a massive crowd at the game uh, last Friday week were taught and wolf tones. But in you fairness, know? again, playing devil's mm. advocate, that was on a weekend night. Not it was a, a Friday night. night. It was Friday yeah. night. Uh, it was just the weekend, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, look, it, the lights, the facilities in uh, Dunhamore Ashbourne are exceptional. Second to none. You know, and uh, it's a great credit to Dunhamore Ashbourne Absolutely. and to the chairman of the club there. They'll be well able to facilitate this fixture. But let's look at the fixture itself. This really will be a thriller, yeah. Because uh, both teams have, you know, their ambitions at the start of the year is very, very simple. They want to win the Keegan Cup. That's what Navan is and that's what Summerhill do. That's their traditions. That's the foundations and everything they try and achieve. And uh, you know, choose tonight. We'll see them going head to head. And 
this will also be uh, a very competitive game. We've been very lucky for the last four or five weeks. You know, all our matches been, have been extremely competitive. The quarterfinals, you know, all been com- all competitive. Or junior, intermediate matches, they've all been competitive. So it's great value for money for the supporter who goes to the games. Yeah, if you can get out next Tuesday uh, for that, it's going to be a cracking game between Summerhill and Avon It's 8pm at Ashburn next Tuesday, the 10th of October. Then on Saturday, the 14th of October, that's Saturday week, the Senior Championship semi-final uh, taking place that day at 3pm. That'll see Simonstown taking on Wolf Tones. Wolf Tones would have to be favourites for this one, Martin. I would imagine they would have to be favourites. Uh, well, the uh, top of Division 1 league. You'd you know. say that anyway, wouldn't you, Michael? You know? <laughs> well, I'd be the partial here. You know? Yeah. Uh, look, in fairness to Wolf Tones, what a year they're having. You know, to, to think that they've come from where they were last year to where they are this yeah, year. And Top of Division 1 in the league, uh, going into a, a semi-final against Simonstown and playing the best football of, of the last five or six years that Wolf Tones have played. They were very impressive in the quarter-final. They were very, very impressive. They were very determined. They were hungry. You know, they went for every ball. They've uh, some very fine footballers. You know, uh, Tomás Riley, centre-forward, he's a very, Fantastic very gifted footballer. footballer yeah. You know, and they were determined. You know, uh, the rest of their players, you know, some lads who people would have said were a little bit on the elderly side. By God, they did not perform. Well, like, you know... Corrigan is Yeah, Corrigan in the revelation. middle of the field was fantastic. And uh, he, he had a great game, you know. Uh, so... They'll put it up to him, but no matter what you say, and the performance of um, Simonstown Gales the last day was exceptional, right? The second half performance was ex- was exceptional. They were against a very, very good Dunbine team who were laced with some very good footballers. And it was one of the finest second half performances I've seen up in Port Dalton by any team. So uh, the vast experience from last year, winning last year, winning the championship gives a team a huge momentum. Mm-hmm. It changes everything. The dynamic of the club changes. The performance of the players changes. You know, you have Conor Nash back, fantastic footballer. You know, Shane O'Rourke, one of the finest footballers in County Mead. You know, uh, you have uh, right, Nathan, so Nathan O'Brien. Just, Con- just as you mentioned you know. Shane O'Rourke, <laughs> maybe one day we'll, 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 we'll do a bit of a piece on Shane mm. O'Rourke because in my lifetime of playing football, I've never... Um, uh, played with a footballer like him and had it not been for injuries he would have won All-Stars and he would have dragged through dragged Mead teams through, through games had he not been injured so many times uh, down through the years and, and, and very unfortunate for him because the man lives eats, sleeps and breathes Gaelic football but that's just a quick mention for yeah. Shane O'Rourke and he is a, a club made of mine but even and it's an accolade he totally deserves yeah. everyone knows that but there's a lot more than that the performance of Seamus Kenny you know yeah. Seamus was here last week with us you know um, he, he had a fantastic performance and again he's a lad turning back to you know the years a little bit and you know he came on uh, where you, you look for an impact sub how much more could you ask from a lad? Absolutely. You know, but, but a very strong team. You know, uh, speedy corner forward Nathan O'Brien, uh, Porrick McKeever. I can keep going. Uh, the corner back Gallagher. Mm-hmm. You know, they've a very very good side. But having said all that, if you if you so having said all that, if you're you kick the ball, tones. if you kick the ball out of uh, your ground into the next uh, parish of Wolf Tones, you wouldn't get it back. So <laughs> don't be expecting to get too much ball back off them next week. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Very good. But you know, it's going to be a cracker. I'm sure it will. You know, it's the form book goes out the window when it comes to a local derby, and that is going to be a cracking game of football. That's 3 p.m. in Park Tolchin, Saturday the 14th of October. Yeah, I just want to add to that. Of course, we want to see everybody in Park Tolton on the day. Um, if you can't, uh, the game will be broadcast live on air from 3pm uh, that day. Yeah, I'm getting my hair cut for that game mm. and I'll probably be in getting a manicure and maybe a bit of touch-up around the eyes and stuff like that as well for, for I didn't sport. think you needed that, Mike. Ah, thanks a million, Martin. I'll pay you a tenner for that one later on. <laughs> also, uh, preceding that match um, will be the curtain raiser of the Junior C Championship final between Blackhall Gales and Dulik Bellustin. That'll be at 1pm on Saturday the 14th of October in Park Tolchin. And again, a bit of a shout-out for both of these teams. I think Blackhall Gales, the surprise package there, beating Rathoth in the semi-final and beating them fairly well in that semi-final when everybody had tipped Rathoth to win that. And Dulik Bellison, 
who've had a tough year at senior ranks, uh, their junior seas, bringing them to a final, and both teams, but I suppose both of their senior teams, Blackhall Gales and Dulik Bellison, are struggling this year, but both of these uh, clubs have a chance to win a bit of silverware with their junior seas. You can be 100% sure that the clubs involved in this junior C final will really want to win this. This will mean a lot to a lot of people up there in both of those clubs. Yeah, absolutely. Both of those clubs, as you said, will want to get a bit of silverware mm. for their year, especially having such a, a poor enough year, both of them uh, at senior level. It'll be lovely for both clubs to be able to bring back a piece of silverware, but it will be going to either Blackall Gales or Delique Bellustown on Saturday the 14th of October. On Sunday the 15th of October, senior championship semi-final, the, that the, the quarter final that's been played on the Tuesday between Navin O'Matneys and Summerhill. The winner of Navin O'Matneys and Summerhill will then play the following Sunday, the 15th of October, against Gail Column Kills of Kells at 3 pm in Park Talchin. And again, we're looking at a, a, a cracker of a game there. Whoever wins between Navin O'Matneys and Summerhill will be looking forward to a semi final spot uh, with Gail Column Kills. And yeah, they've been doing three in a row. Uh, Semi-finals, yeah, Kells, you know, so yeah, absolutely. We'll just wait and see who wins next Tuesday night, anyway, and and then we'll we'll, we'll have a look at that. But that is going to be a, a cracking game as well if you can get out to watch that. Again, just a quick mention for forty-one, the lads here in Watergate Street in Navan. Absolutely brilliant. Their hospitality has been second to none, letting us do our podcast here. And if you're having any nights out or whatever in Navan, make sure you pop in. Yeah, I just have, have one thing I just want to say before you go. Oh, uh, the Me GA race day is on the 3rd of December. Uh, that sells out very quickly, so it's a great day in Ferry House. Um, it's the Boyle Sports Day there. But from us, from our point of view, it's the Me GA race day and has been very, very successful for the last last number of years so if you're looking for your table contact anybody uh, on the committee and uh, can they sponsor as well or is it just about buying tables no it's, it's mostly about buying tables but on the day there'll be opportunities to buy prizes and raffles and all sorts of different and things mingle and mingle with the whole county and, board and maybe and a few mingle with the county well. board we're always delighted and maybe have a drink on the day so Excellent. it's something about it's a, a little know. bit of a Christmas and party. the other thing as well I just wanted to say and the national draw, the GEA national draw, is, is again, has started out. It's been run in County Mead by um, our Central Council Delegate, Paddy Kelly. And I want to bring up this particular draw because this is a must for all clubs. If you buy a ticket for that, it's €10. Euros. The money goes to the club. It doesn't go back. Crow Park put up um, the prizes, cars, holidays, all this type of thing. The draw takes place um, next spring. So... I'm, I'd like to bring attention to this particular draw because it is so important. When you're buying this particular uh, particular ticket, you're given to your own club. Yeah. So they'll all be out shortly. So if it's uh, Simon's Town Gales uh, or uh, Navin O'Mahony's or Bechtif, uh, buy the ticket because the club gets all the money. And it's a great fundraiser for clubs who don't have to put anything into it themselves. Yeah, it is. It really is. You know, when you think that all your tickets and everything are paid for and all that the club has to do to make money on it is sell the tickets because they get the €10 Euro mm. back from the ticket. It's a wonderful incentive for all clubs to get out and sell some tickets for that. And there's some wonderful prizes. I've seen them over the last couple of years. The prizes that are involved are absolutely second to none, you know, so it'll be a nice little uh, win windfall just before Christmas. Now, the Junior D final will take place on Sunday, uh, the 15th of October. October and that will uh, be preceding that senior championship semi-final um, between Gail Column Kills and Summerhill or O'Mahony's and the Junior D final will see Karen Ross taking on Longwood or Balnebracky. We couldn't find the result of that game between Longwood and Balnebracky from last night but it will be one of those, whoever won last night, taking on Karen Ross in the Junior D final that on Sunday the 15th of October. I suppose as well uh, before we finish up, I want to go back to the app uh, Martin, um, the, the the county board have a great initiative, um, and they will be launching an app uh, very soon. Um, I, as you said, it's tomorrow. I think the launch of the app, and it's going to be available. You go onto uh, either the media website, or you can go onto the Facebook page, or the Twitter, or whatever, and they'll find the links. But it is uh, it, it, what it's going to do is going to centralise absolutely everything: results, fixtures, um, upcoming events, the whole lot, and it, it's all at your fingertips with with the touch of a button with the app. Yeah, and it is. But uh, I most of our results are instant anyway. Um, our website which has been updated all the time and we're working on that uh, to make it as modern as possible um, 
you know, we have the media server there. The results are instant. The minute the matches are over, the referee, uh, you know, has to send a message to it. So the service board. And so we're very good at that way. Obviously, we have Twitter, we have Facebook and all those type of things. This, but is, this is just an advancement. And, that, and it's right? going to centralise yes, everything. everything. So it's going yeah. to have everything at one touch. Instead of having to go search around different yeah, things absolutely. or whatever, you're going to get all of it in one place. It'll be available on iOS and Android from tomorrow, as you said, uh, there will be a link posted on Twitter and Facebook pages. But I suppose the most important thing and the most advanced thing uh, that this is going to do will be the start of uh, live streaming of our uh, club games and our inter-county Some games. Inter-county and games that's well. definitely going to be exciting for people who just can't go to the games, who wants to find out what's going on within their own club or how their own club is doing things like that, and who probably want to see just a little bit more than a tweet of the score and things like that. So, uh, worldwide, this will be an opportunity to see what's actually going on in games and county. Yeah, and it's exclusive here on the We Are Mead podcast that mm. they will be in the Mead County Board. They are going to be broadcasting um, streaming live games on the interweb. Um, and uh, again, another exclusive. Delighted to say that uh, ourselves here at We Are Mead, we're going to be doing commentaries on these club games as well. If you can't get to watch it on the stream, um, you'll be able to listen in. But the two of them are going to be done in conjunction so that any game that is streamed, we will be commentating on. So you won't be just watching the game you'll get to hear my beautiful uh, t- melodic tones um, from Navin the big Navin head of me um, so we'll be able to uh, it's it's going to be a great merge uh, between the two the county board and ourselves um, again it's just to promote as much as possible within uh, me GAA and um, it's 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 going to be it's going to be brilliant it's 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 going to give people a new dimension on, on me GAA yeah, well, it certainly gives us access to what's going on in the field and that yeah. type of thing, which is, which can all be good as well. And the benefit of that is people can see that the quality of football that's and hurling that's played on the field, maybe they'll come out and watch the game and go to the game themselves. So that's it. That's that's it creates excitement. Yeah. The more people see of it, the more they want mm. to go and be at the games because they can see how good these games are and how exciting it is. And before we finish up, it's been a, a great to have Martin here again on the We Are Mead podcast. I'm hoping that Martin will be with me every week if possible because he's a fountain of knowledge when it comes to me GAA. Uh, on next week's show, we will hopefully be discussing uh, Congress and some of the decisions that they have made. Um, we'll also so hopefully we'll have Jim Mullary of uh, the Jim Mullary. The, sorry, jo- yeah, Jim, the Jim county, Mullary. Uh, he's the county treasurer, yeah, and a he's good a slain man. man. Yeah, but from Slane was uh, originally from County Wexford. Was uh, doing great work with Mead uh, County Board. He'll be in to uh, talk about the development that yeah, Paul well, Tolchin will be having. Yeah, look, obviously we've spoken before uh, about the, the importance of the development. And in Park Talton and what that actually might do for GEA and County Mead, what image it might present, obviously um, what benefits will give to people who are attending games and things like that. So, of course, it's very important. It's very much part of, of the future. You know, so uh, this weekend we see the Peter McDermott Cup has been played for the junior football final. You know, so Park Talton is very much part of the history of Mead GEA. So, we just want to add another part to that. Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and modernise it and bring it up to the standards that uh, we see all around the country. So my, my thanks again to uh, Martin O'Halloran, the PRO of the Mead County Board, and of course the PRO of Leinster Council. Again, just a quick shout-out for the handball. Um, anybody who's interested in handball around the county, get on to the We Are Handball podcast with Paul Fitzpatrick online. Again, we just want to say thank you to the lads here in 41 venue in Navan, Watergate Street in Navan. Again, if you're in Navan, get in. Uh, they've opened up a new Yeah Burger as well. Uh, wonderful little uh, gourmet takeaway there. And uh, get in, see the lads, have a pint and enjoy yourselves. And uh, until next week, it's thank you. Uh, keep listening, keep sharing, keep following us on the We Are Mead podcast. It matters more. <laughs>